What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of Ascension Radio. This is Mateo, aka Lobo, and you're tuning into episode 16 of Ascension Radio called Alignment versus Manifestation. Uh, before I go into this, you know, as always, I want to thank you guys for sticking through with the podcast. I really appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten, especially from my new Twitter followers that have hopped on. Um, you know, I had been doing this for a while, didn't really take it out to Twitter um, because I wanted to refine my voice and kind of understand what it was that I was going to take this as and try to make it as helpful for whoever it was that was going to be listening in any regard, way, shape or form, you know, before I went out there and promoting something that wasn't completed. Um, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in that regard. Um, and I think anybody who has any type of art or any type of uh, media that they create, they want to make sure that it's, you know, packaged correctly and that it's uh, something worth, you know, having people invest their time into. So thank you so much for real. Um, You guys have been great. You guys are amazing. And, you know, you guys are a very big reason to why I continue to do these podcasts. Um, I know in one of my earlier episodes, I said that I do this a lot for me and I definitely still do, Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is almost for me to be able to keep myself accountable But it's also, uh, you know, very, very awesome when I have people reaching out to me telling them how much this means and, you know, to keep doing what I'm doing because ultimately this is a goal for the collective. Um, You know, when you're working on yourself, you're working for the world. And so, uh, you know, much love to all of you guys for real. Uh, Secondly, just want to let you guys know I'm actually not in the regular place where I do the podcast. So I'm kind of testing the audio a little bit of this place i'm going to be moving around so if you guys hear any creaks or noises my apologies uh the audio for this one probably won't be as good as um you know my regular podcast episodes because i'll be moving around but um you know i'm just going to get straight into it um the idea for this episode actually came from the fact that i had been seeing a lot about manifestation and things like that um on the timeline on twitter and i wanted to kind of go in and give my own take on, you know, what people consider the quote unquote law of attraction, what people consider quote unquote, uh, you know, manifestation. And, you know, inherently, um, you know, before we go into any of that, uh, I've touched on this principle before. It's a principle of uh, hermeticism that arises that says that all is mind and mind is all right. And so in order for the law of attraction manifestation or any of that to occur, um, there must first be that principle that you basically your mind can have an effect on the reality that is around you. Without that principle, it doesn't really work because then it's basically just a whole bunch of people free for all thinking, nothing really being attracted to them. But based on the principle of the hermeticism, you know, that's kind of where the law of attraction gains the um, aspects that it preaches out to the people who practice it. And uh, the law of, um, you know, attraction, basically, again, it states that, um, you know, if you if you attract things into your life, if you have a mindset that is kind of repetitive. If you if you say these mantras, if you say these words, if you have intention behind what it is that you're doing, that basically, um, you know, eventually those vibrations will match and the universe will basically give you what it is that you're asking for. And I wanted to step right in there real quick and just make a little bit of notes in terms of what I believe uh, is flawed with that theory. Um, inherently, I believe that, you know, there is such thing as destiny. And, you know, there's a whole destiny versus fate argument in terms of, you know, what is it that's going to happen? Do we have free will? Do we not? Are things just going to end up how they end up? 
And in my opinion, uh, my very humble opinion, I believe that destiny supersedes all things. And so that means that if something is not aligned with your destiny, you're probably not going to get it, which is okay because that doesn't mean you can't attract things to yourself. Um, it just means that you need to find some type of alignment. You know, in my in my experience working with, you know, this type of energy, you have to be aligned. You cannot go into, um, you know, a session of, of trying to attract or manifest and have an intention that isn't 100 percent certain. Uh, the universe does not deal with weak, you know, requests. It doesn't really pay attention to that. You need to have your whole entire heart set behind this. And my theory is that essentially when you're capable of really putting your full heart behind something, it's almost like you're fulfilling a part of your destiny to begin with. So the big part of this episode for me and the reason why I created it is because I don't think we should be using words like attraction and manifestation. I think that the correct terminology is alignment. If you align with the calling, with the destiny that you're meant to fulfill, it is much easier for things to come to your life. The things that belong to you, the things that will truly make you happy or will truly help you make the impact that you want to make. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, that day by day we don't have free will. That's where the that's where kind of fate comes in. I do believe that we have free will day by day. And I make the analogy all the time when I speak to people about, you know, you're you start off when you're born point A and then the grave is point B. Whatever happens, happens in between point A and point B, but essentially you're always going to go from point A to point B. Point B is the, is the destiny. That's where you're going to end up. Now you could end up crawling to your grave, tattered up, beat up by life because you resisted everything that, that the universe tried to give you to show you what your path was. Or you could arrive, you know, head up high, chest out with dignity, with virtue, because you aligned with what you knew your soul's calling was. And so you were able to pick up on the signs and align yourself. And you were able to, quote unquote, manifest those things that were going to help you best in your alignment. And so that's why I don't necessarily like the term, you know, law of attraction or, or manifestation, because it's missing the inherent point that, you know, you can't really necessarily attract a Lamborghini just by sitting there on your couch and asking for it, right? There does take an effort for you to physically in this three-dimensional realm that we exist in, do certain things that will get you in alignment to be able to have the opportunity to get that Lamborghini. So it's not as simple as just, you know, oh, let me let me ask for a raise, but let me not work hard at work. It doesn't work like that. There is certain laws and certain things that just cannot be superseded simply by you asking. Even if you have the full intent in your heart because you really want that raise because you really need it, you have to align yourself. And that is you know a little bit hard for a lot of these people that follow the law of attraction and and believe in manifestation to to bear because for them it was almost kind of how the Bible says that if you, you know, ask for forgiveness from God, then that's it. And that you can keep doing whatever you're doing and then, and then you know, you're going to keep getting forgiveness. A lot of people interpret that from the Bible that you don't, you don't necessarily have to be a good person. You, can, you, just, you just need to ask for forgiveness from the bottom of your heart. And while that is, you know, semi-true that intent really matters, you still have to hold yourself to a standard. And similarly to that, in manifestation and, and, and alignment, you have to hold yourself to a standard. You have to understand that you have to put in in order for the universe to give back to you. You can't just sit there and ask for it. 
right? And so to me, this manifestation or this alignment is a sort of magic. And magic, you cannot go into magic with kind of a half intention or or, or kind of a, a selfish uh, outlook from, from, from self because that kind of magic, though it does work at times, uh, it normally comes with repercussions and it normally comes with issues that you have to deal with once things do come to fruition. And so it's very important when we're doing these kind of visualizations for manifestation and alignment to always remember that we need to be willing to also put in the work that we must do, right? Um, a very key thing to that then is understanding before you do any of this manifestation or alignment, what it is that you want to manifest and align and how it plays out in the larger part of your life to helping you achieve that sole purpose, that is what's going to give you real, real power behind that type of, you know, magic, quote unquote, or that manifestation, uh, that alignment. That power comes from that intention that you set. And you need to make sure that intention is set with action, is set with the sole purpose that you feel is that you're here to complete, um, you know, in this realm. So on top of that, you know, you have to do kind of a lot of uh, preparatory work. Understand that if you're going to manifest and you're going to be working with this type of energy, you need to be focused on making sure that this is a constant process, that you're visualizing constantly what it is. And when I say visualize, I don't just mean driving and kind of picturing it, you know, uh, vaguely in your head. I'm talking about sitting in, in meditation and, and really having that image, holding that image, being able to immerse yourself in the five senses that you have and then the sixth sense which is that imagination to create that almost alternate reality and hold that alternate reality in the mind's eye and and really you know believe that it's yours already because again the basic principle of, of hermeticism um you know whether you believe in it or not says that all is mind and therefore that mind power that you put into that is what's going to be almost like the engine driving um, you know, that, that manifestation or that request for alignment out into the universe in order for the, you know, energy to come back to you in the form of what it is that you request. Now, another thing, oftentimes when you do this, you'll receive things that are kind of similar to what you ask, but they're not fully what you asked for. And that in itself is also something that you need to be grateful for because perhaps this is the universe telling you that this was not for you, that what you were requesting was not your path and that what you were doing truly, truly was not aligning and that this is a better alternative, okay? A big part of magic and a big part of manifestation and all this is learning to accept the signs that you receive as what they are, not what you want them to be, okay? The universe won't give you things, you know, just blatantly in your face. You need to be willing to accept sometimes and seek within and say, you know what, this feels like this is what it's telling me. This feels like this is what it is. And I have to go with that gut feeling and I have to be willing to be grateful, you know, because oftentimes, like I said, a lot of people try to manifest from materialistic ends from, from desire. And that's not a potent enough energy that the universe is going to give it to you right away like that. You know, there has to be more deeper, powerful emotion behind the manifestation. There has to be a certain type of passion where so much so that you can sit here, meditate on that for two hours or one hour, and then you go out for another hour to do the moves that are required in order to make that manifestation happen, right? You can't sit here and say, hey, you know what? I want to manifest the girl or guy of my dreams, and then sit on your couch all day not going out or not doing anything. 
right? Perhaps you can do that, sit there, meditate, and then you put on your best Sunday outfit and you go out somewhere, somewhere where you believe. If you want to meet somebody who's artistic, go to museums, go to uh, slam poetry events, you know, go to things like that where, where it's going to create the environment so that those energies can truly align and you can get what you it, what it is that you're asking for. Um, you know, oftentimes, again, too many people think that the law of attraction or they'll get into it and they'll be like, oh, it's baloney. It doesn't work. Well, what did you do? Well, you know, I sat here and I did a meditation for an hour for two months and visualized and I drew it out and I wrote down affirmations. Okay, well, well, you know, did, did you go out to meet anybody? Oh, no, I was just expecting them to show up. The more you do to, to allow those energies to align, the more chance it is that you're going to get that alignment if it is meant for you at that point, you know? That's the way that I see the law of attraction working. That's the way that I see how manifestation works. I believe it's more of an alignment than you requesting what it is that you want. Um, and even then, I mean, it's still very powerful. I would much rather be able to receive things that are helping me align to my soul's purpose than, than receive materialistic things that don't mean anything at the end of the day. Um, you know, they may, they may be something, um, you know, that, that passes like a, like a, a desire that just kind of goes, comes and goes, excuse me, but, but it's not fulfilling enough. And I believe that that is one of the missing recipes behind, you know, the attraction and the manifestation is you need to have passion. You need to have a strong enough emotion that's driving that, uh, for it to be almost a beacon to the universe that, that this is being requested, that, that there's, that there's assistance being asked for. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, like I said, I don't really have the space that I normally have to make these podcasts and I'm a little bit upset about that, but you know, I roll with the punches, so it's fine. Still wanted to deliver something for you guys tonight. Um, what I'll do is I'll actually end up releasing a couple of videos after I give you this last bit of information, uh, throughout the week on some manifestation techniques that you guys can use. Uh, and that'll be on my Instagram page at Ascension Radio. Um, and basically, um, if you have any questions, obviously, you know, you can always DM me through Instagram or Twitter, wherever it is that you guys have me on social media. I'm always very willing to, you know, lend, um, you know, a, a helping ear or a, excuse me, a helping hand or an open ear for any, um, you know, comments, requests, feedback or anything like that. So last bit of information I want to leave with you guys is kind of a, a shamanistic, uh, ritualistic meditation that is done, uh, when requesting assistance from the universe for certain things, right? And the reason that I give you this one is because I've studied the law of attraction. I've studied manifestation. I've studied a little bit of hermeticism. And so when I finished doing that and then I started studying the shamanistic aspects of that, those same things, I saw that there was a similar thing that the shamans used to do when they would request. And see, what the shamans would do is they would actually go into a meditative trance state. They would relax, sit down in meditation for about, you know, five, 10 minutes till their body was relaxed enough. And then they would start this visualization process. And the way that these shamans would oftentimes do it is through the help of these spirit guides, right? And what they would do is they would come in and they would, um, you know, kind of create a, an atmosphere around them. So let's say that they wanted to picture themselves in a forest, 
forest down uh, the rainforest down in the Amazon, right? They would picture the rainforest, they would immerse themselves as much as they could in every single emotion, so they would try to smell what it smelled like to be in the forest. They would try to feel what it felt like for the, you know the humidity uh, in the forest. They would try to have some type of taste of maybe the water or the, or the condensation in the air. Um, they, they would let the mind be the eye that would give them the visuals, but even the ears they would try to bring in and try to hear the sounds because they felt that the stronger the emotion um, that was elicited from the six senses, from excuse me, from the five senses, the more powerful uh, the connection made with the spirit world was. And so once they kind of were in tune in the place that they were in, that they really felt like they had a grasp of what it felt like to be at that moment, to be present in that moment, they would look for an opening in the earth, right? Um, and this was to kind of reach the lower realms. Uh, there's lower realms and higher realms. When they wanted to reach the higher realms, they would climb a mountain or a tree, maybe a vine, um, you know, maybe grab onto the, to the wings of an eagle or the talons of an eagle and have the eagle bring them up. This was all up to the practitioner, how they visualized this. What was important was the intention and the meditation behind it. And so they would pick an opening in the ground or a tree and they would dive into that opening. And that basically was what initiated the journey. As soon as they dove into that pool of water or that lake or that underground cave where they climbed that tree or that vine or flew with that eagle, at that moment was when the, shaman, uh, the shamanistic journey began. And so what they would be on the lookout for was what they considered spirit animals. So most of the times, you know, these shamans, when they would go in these states, they already had defined who their spirit guides were in the lower realms or in the higher realms, right? And and so it could be a human, it could be an animal, it could be a, a, a tree, a plant, it could come in any form, really. Uh, and it was just there for guidance and it could communicate to you, um, you know, with you through, uh, you know, tactile, um, you know, gestures. They would touch you, they would pull you, they could, you know, communicate with you just by staring at you and then have you know, kind of thoughts come at you. Uh, and this takes a lot of focus because oftentimes what will happen is we'll begin to doubt ourselves in these types of journeys. And that throws everything off because like I said, it's all about the belief and intention that you put behind this journey that really empowers it. So once that happened, they would kind of pay attention to the whole journey. And let's just say that your spirit animal, like mine, happened to be a wolf. The wolf would guide you, you know, and you would follow it and, 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 and you know, it could give you objects, it could take you to things to see, it could show you flowers and it could show you a whole bunch of different things. It could tell you a whole bunch of different things. But the point was that when you entered this meditation, you wanted to have already in your mind, similarly to like I said before about how before you manifest on a line, you need to have, you know, what it is exactly that you want and how it fits in. You needed to have a question or you needed to have a request from these guides in order for them to be able to truly guide you. And so a lot oftentimes you, what you would get is the same thing that we get in dreams is a whole bunch of images, a whole bunch of kind of excuse me, experiences that maybe at first didn't make sense. But what we would do is once you were done, once you felt like the journey was complete, then you would retrace your steps fully. Now, this is important in the process because this is how you close that connection and ensure that, you know, that, that, that you're basically following the quote unquote rules of that shamanic journey. You make your way back the same way that you came. You climb out of that cave, you descend from that tree and then you give thanks to your spirit guides for the guidance. You give thanks to whatever it is that helped you for the guidance. I like to sit there after that journey is done and contemplate on what I saw 
And then when I'm done contemplating it for about five to 10 minutes, I sit and I write it down. All the symbols that I saw, all the things that kind of stood out to me, I write them down. And I do that so that I could throughout the day return back to those notes that I took of that journey and see if it makes sense. I've had times when I've done a journey and it didn't make sense for at least a week. And then a week later, I come back to it and the answer was clear as day. And it happened to be that I needed to have those couple of days to let my brain remove itself from that actual experience in order for the symbolic uh, meaning of it to come forth. Very powerful meditation. This doesn't need to be done just for attraction or manifestation but again it's 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 something powerful for you to request that your spirit guides help you with certain things to align yourself with certain things and remember it's all about the intention that you put forth in this you have to be as pure with your intention as possible um you know just just so that you can truly truly be coming from a place that is aligning with your soul's purpose and not a, pay, a place that's that's kind of just motivated from these lower kind of uh, reptilian emotions, you know, like lust and, and wanting to control and things like that. Um, again, these are all my opinions. These are all my experiences. Some people could have had great luck manifesting things when they were hateful. Some people I'm sure will say, hey, well, that's not how black magic works. I'm not touching on those topics because I don't dwell into that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what I deal with is very, very personally mine and, uh, it is my experience. It's from what I've learned from everything that I've kind of gathered thus far. Uh, if it resonates with you, that's awesome. Uh, use it, ask me any questions about maybe furthering your experience. There's so many deeper, um, experiences like that, that you can do like these shamanistic journeys. There's so many different alternatives to it. Um, you can go so deep into it. I mean, this is, this has been used to heal childhood trauma. This has been used to heal trauma in general. Uh, you know, people have, have had uh, situations where they've gone to these shaman, uh, shamanic healers, they've undergone these journeys and then they've cured themselves of certain physical ailments. So there's a certain power behind, um, you know, using the mind and using the connection to the spirit world and to, and to your soul that really, really manifests itself, no pun intended through these journeys. Um, so fam, like I said, I'm sorry that this episode is a little bit shorter. I know I packed a lot of information into it. I hope I wasn't rambling on too quick that you guys overlooked on any of it. If you guys have any questions regarding, um, you know, the, 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 the journeying or regarding the alignment and, and manifestation, I'd be more than happy to answer it. Um, like I said before, my Instagram is at Ascension Radio. My Twitter is at the Jaguar Shaman. And um, I'm open on either venues, uh, you know, to even just sit there and discuss some of these things. I love speaking to people. I love hearing their perspective. Um, you know, it's really honestly one of my favorite pastimes and just engaging people and seeing how they view uh, the same things that we're all kind of on a journey seeking. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really want you guys to give me feedback in terms of, you know, the episodes that I've put on before. Uh, the episode before this one is actually a four hour mashup of all the episodes that I've made thus far. Um, you know, comment on the progression, how comfortable I sound on the, on the microphone now, as opposed to when I had first started anything, you know, but, uh, you know, any love is, is definitely appreciated. Um, I'm definitely going to be dropping 
like I said, those videos after this, probably, you know, one tomorrow, maybe one in the weekend, a little bit longer, just kind of going into some of the techniques that I use to ground myself in the journey, to keep myself in the journey, uh, to not get too excited and, and lose myself in that trance state. Uh, and even some techniques to even, uh, you know, make your trance state a little bit deeper um, than just sitting there in meditation. So uh, again, fam, thank you so much. I appreciate all the love. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. This has been Ascension Radio. You guys are the best. I'll show you family.